If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Hey guys, guess what? What's that, Sal? In this episode of Mind Pump, for the first 48 minutes, we do our introductory conversation. We talk about our trip to Los Angeles and sex toys that we all brought home. So exciting. And used on each other. I mean, our ladies. (laughs) We talk about soccer versus other sports. Uh, Adam thinks American football at some point will over come soccer as the world's most popular sport. I believe so. I think he's crazy. We're going to convince the world. Make sure you DM him let him know what you think. Then we talk about <laughs> new- <laughs> We talk about the nootropics Get study. Get ready, buddy. Uh, there's a study that shows that nootropics combined with caffeine suck. Actually don't work as good as uh, regular what? caffeine. And I talk about Four Sigmatic and how I combine certain things with caffeine. One of my favorite combination is chaga or raishi with caffeine. I think it works phenomenally. Now, Four Sigmatic is one of our sponsors. If you go to foursigmatic.com, that's F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com, forward slash mind pump, enter the code mind pump, you'll get a discount. Come drink out of mushrooms. We also talked about, <laughs> we're also talked about our new six-week transformation what challenge what the shit talking the gloves my testosterone just bumps up a tiny bit and these guys are already calling it out the gloves are off bring Uh, it this is the all natural combination uh, competition between adam justin myself doug taylor enzo everybody on the mind pump crew is going to be competing to see who can make the biggest transformation in six weeks uh who do you think is going to win then we also talked about brew doctor's new mint lemonade Bomb, it's right? delicious. Oh, you can fantastic. find Brew Doctor at any of the following stores Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, New Seasons, Kroger's Sprouts, and most Costco's. Remember, it's a probiotic beverage. Uh, it's non GMO and it's organic, 100% raw. Then we get into the questions. The first question was Do we think it's more common for people to do too little or too much when it comes to exercise? In other words, do we overtrain or undertrain more often? Good discussion, that part of this Depends episode. Who we're talking to. Next question was a little personal. This particular, uh, this young lady wants to know where she can meet men like us. Apparently, we're, <laughs> we're really cool. I almost feel like we made this question up, right? Yeah. Where do you find men who are like us, open, honest, interested in both self-development and growth, have <laughs> <laughs> meaningful relationships? We give what our non-professional advice yeah. in that part of this episode. Next question was, is it possible to stretch too often what are the consequences of doing too much stretching on the body and finally finally the last question this person is trying to have a baby with her boyfriend he was on anabolic steroids he just recently went off and now he's you know he's going through withdrawal he's depressed tired having headaches Uh, sounds like a familiar story it's a difficult uh, thing to go through adam just now is emerging out of the depths of darkness He's like of the that. phoenix. So right away they want to pick a fight with me already. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. we give uh, he gives advice on what he thinks Such dicks. she can do to support her boyfriend who's going through this. And one of the things that Adam did um, and had success with is he used uh, the Juve Light. Uh, there are studies to show if you expose yourself to Juve Light therapy, you will raise your testosterone. We have a hookup for you, by the way. If you go to juve.com, J-O-O-V-V.com forward slash mind pump, you can get your own Juve Light for your house at a discount. Also, do not forget this month, 
Maps Anabolic, the program that started it all. Half off. It's going to be half off. It's 50% off. Under $60, you get the full program, by the way. The whole thing. The videos, the blueprints, everything. That's you lost insane, so- Sal. It's crazy. We've lost our minds. It's 50% off. You can find it at mindpumpmedia.com. You can also find our bundles. These are where we combine multiple maps programs for particular goals. For example, we have a sexy athlete bundle. This is for people who like to move like an athlete, but also have aesthetic goals and want to sculpt their body at the same time. We have a bundle for people who really want to focus on building their butt. We also have a bundle for people who are super serious and want it all planned out for them. It's called the Super Bundle. It's a year of exercise programming. You can find all those bundles and the 50% off Maps Anabolic at mindpumpmedia.com. Hey, did you end up smoking weed last night? But we got to wait till we start recording. Oh, you want to put that on air? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, you don't want to put it on air? Yeah, I did. Well, I, did yeah. you? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I had a, I, she had a fresh joint roll for me. I got sex toys. I mean, come on. I know. I mean, come on. You got to do it. I just felt like that was just. We are we hot, Doug? It would be an, oh, it would beautiful. be an asshole move to to do it and not you know <laughs> you know dude it's like that's disrespectful a freshly rolled joint waiting for me when I, I get think, home to I, see wifey and think, to not put it down and then give her her sex toys and oh, to yeah. think that I'm not going to smoke that weed oh, bro listen and I think, I think, try some new toys I think out. we may that's have a problem just, I think oh, we man. may have a problem you know what I mean dude. I think you well, and I may have an issue that's the first step to rehab though. Is what admitting we have a problem. Yeah, so, so we, step one, <laughs> step one. We're moving a pattern in the, here. We're moving hey, in the right direction. I went four days. I went four days without any, which I've done before. But for some reason, this was harder because I think I told myself I'd go for thirty. So, so four days in, I'm like, nah. Wow. And then you know we get back from the from the trip, and I don't know what it is about traveling. <clears throat> we didn't even do that much. It's just exhausting. What is it about travel that makes us? Or do you guys feel the same way? I think it has something to do with the plane, sleeping somewhere else besides your own bed. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, you guys I feel like that too when you get back, just like yeah, tired, yeah, just mentally tired for sure. We sound like a bunch of I know, well, a bunch of fucking well, you know, I, I was talking with uh, Emily nap. afterwards, and she's like, and I was telling her how exhausted I was, and she's just like, well, talking about sex for four hours is more exhausting than having it for four hours. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> so you spe- might you might be right. So there. speaking of which, hmm. so we were on, we did an interview with uh, Emily from the Doctor Emily Morse from the Sex with Emily show, and so we get there. And she's like, hey, do you want to see my sex toy closet? And so we're all like, yeah. Does it bear shit in the woods? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) So she opens a door and it's a room of sex toys. Literally. I thought like, okay, she's, you know, she's just exaggerating. No, No, no. it's a massive closet. It's like wall to wall. Full of the best sex toys of all time. And then this is how hospitable she is or how gracious she is. She's like, you guys can take a couple if you want. Yeah. We, so we didn't flinch at that opportunity. No, so I want to hear you guys' experiences. So who, did did everybody go home and use them? Everybody. Did you get I mean, them? Uh, there was plans to use it, but uh, we we both passed out. So. Oh no! Yeah. See, this is why I'm scared of married life and kids. You didn't use happens, it, dude. No, I, just, I fell asleep, dude. Like she fell asleep, then I fell asleep. Which is a legitimate. That's a legitimate excuse. It sucks. A legitimate we excuse. we had like seriously had plans. Like my parents even had my kids that night. I showed it to her, and she was like, "Yeah," like we were both excited. And uh, yeah, I've just like we went to dinner. Everything was cool. Now, came which back, one? Which one did asleep. you get? Which one was yours? So I had the uh, the, the vibrating cock ring one, and then I also <laughs> had like this vibe. The the other one that um, 
I don't know what you call it. I think it's. Um, it's I ordered it. It, it basically you, it remotely. I can adjust like the vibrating uh, different waves, and so like she could put basically put it in and then put it on top and it's wear like big, it. It's and, like a like, big U shape. Yeah. yeah, it's like a U shape. It's a so. big U shape. So it's like a little bean goes inside her, and then she has like a little a thin like string that's touching her clit, right? Right. Yeah. So I after I saw that you grabbed uh, that. Yeah, I ordered it. It's so I already ordered. I, I like literally ordered it online. I'm like, this. I wish yeah. I would grab that one. Yeah. Hold because, on. So you. So you. So I have the app. I have like an app for it. And then did I, you hook it up? Yeah, yeah, I hooked it up. I mean, the thing is, we kind of like messed around with it. Like as I just showed it, I was, I was talking to her, and she was like, like, whoa, because like you could add all these different like variables in it, and I can like you know increase the intensity, decrease it, you know, add like crazy different waves, and so yeah, I was did- like. This is going to be great. Wow. Yeah. Well, what's cool about the one he got, and this is why I ordered it, is because we travel a lot. And I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm really excited to be able to give my girl like, hey, orgas- orgasms across the country. Remotely? Yeah, yeah. Remote, lo- yeah. remote orgasms. Because right. it can go anywhere in the world. It comes with the app, like Justin's saying. And then you have it has the, within the app, it has the FaceTime. We're doing such a great job selling this product. Know, I'm reaching out to this company, by the way. To, I hope so because no, we are. We're already on the. We are on it. I know we're already selling for them before, but but I'm telling you, this thing is cool because you could do a video time like FaceTime, but it's through the app, mm-hmm. and and at the same time control basically sexting. Yes, but, but like yes. Uh, for real. Yes. Wow. Yeah. We're like we're only like four steps away from being able to transport your penis somewhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Star Trek. Like, <laughs> oh. 3D printer, yeah. you know, just well. So, because Adam was telling Katrina, she, he's like, "I got you a surprise." She's like, "What is it?" He's like, "I can't tell you." She's like, "Well, what is it?" And he's like, "It'll help you run faster." <laughs> so, did she think it was like shoes or something? You know, it's funny. She actually guessed. What she it, did, dude. And in I was the car. like, yeah, "She's so loud." Like, you're oh, lame. Wow. How would you guess that? Because we were at sex with Emily. She yeah. Knew. Oh, okay. So, what, which one did you get then? I thought you got the same one uh, Justin had. No, I got two. No, I didn't. I bought that one, so that one is on its way. I don't actually have that one yet. Um, I, I took the, um, I forgot the name of the, what was the pivot, the, oh, the one that you got? Yeah. Well, I got the pivot, which right. is a cock ring. Right. Okay. So have you guys tried, did you guys try them? I tried everything last night. Yeah. So hold on. Oh, wow. So cock ring, you just put on your, on your dick, obviously. And then you just turn on it vibrates. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But you, you get how, where it vibrates, right? So on top of the cock ring sets the, a, a piece that when that it, goes on the girl when you're having sex. Right, right, yeah. When it's inserted, it's vibrating her clit while you do that, right? right? right, right. So, I mean, we did all kinds of cool stuff. Though we turned around backwards and did some reverse cowgirl and did some cool stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like, so you got you know, that, and, then and, I, and the- I could control it. So what I had to do is I had her. She's gonna hate me for getting a detail. I know. Yeah. I've got her backwards, right? And I've got my phone out, right? So she's like, "Are you on Instagram right now?" <laughs> like manipulating. No, I am not. Hang tight for a second, lady. You know, so I could speed it up while she's sitting on the and then slow it down. Stop it for a second. So I had a blast with it. You had good sex then. Yeah, it was great. So the one that I had is called the Womanizer, which is an (laughs) unfortunate name. It's like not a very good name. But what it is is it's this. So it's this device. It's kind of I don't know how how to explain it. It looks like lipstick almost, the color of it. But the top of it is this silicone like tube, and it vibrates, but it vibrates with pulses of suction. And what a woman does is she places it on her clitoris and it creates a seal because it's silicone and then it vibrates with suction at the same time. And I bought this one or I got this one because, you know, I know my girl, right? I know my girl and we've, we've messed with all kinds of sex toys and this one we have never tried before. So I'm like, this will be interesting. On the way home, I go online and I'm reading the reviews. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And women are like, oh, five orgasms in a minute. And, you know, you know, I, I, wow. I didn't want to stop using it. So I'm like, I was really excited to use this thing. Yeah, that beats all my records. So I get home. <laughs> fucking Adam. I thought you had 10, bro. Yeah. 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 Well, not in a minute. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In like a minute and a half. That was, it takes 90 yeah. seconds. Yeah, you know, 10 yeah. takes some work, bro. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. I ain't that badass. So I, I, so I get oh. this one. I, so I get home. My girl home, comes home and uh, lost her mind. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to go into too much detail. <laughs> yeah. But I will say the mind was lost. It was worth it. it it's uh, in other words, you're investing in the company. New yeah. new things have been achieved. We've unlocked the next level. Oh, oh wow! That's all oh, I'm wow. gonna say. Oh wow, that's good. Yeah. So it's well, uh, maybe I will have to look into that. Oh no no no! For sh- bro, I'm telling you guys right now. I've tried all all kinds of sex toys. Believe me, I probably <laughs> no, we invested, believe you. That's oh, the yeah. thing. It's I've like, invested yeah. tens of thousands yeah, of dollars. You don't have to. This one, on that. this one is hey, a Hey, can we not sell changer. so hard until we at least get sponsors I and know, pay for right, this right, stuff? Right, or what? Right. Jesus, I don't well, know. Well, you didn't say the name, right? So I didn't know what I, I did. It was called the Womanizer. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. 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 We all did. Shit. Yeah. No, it's yeah. great. <clears throat> good trip, though. Yeah, good it was time. good. It was I had fun. a good time with Max uh because I did. I was on his podcast. I yeah. love that guy, dude. Oh, yeah. He's, I really like that kid. What did you guys talk about? Well, we talked about, so his podcast is all about health and wellness. He's a really smart guy. And I talked a lot about- you know, resistance training and exercise and, and how you can use it to combat the boring the, stuff. the ails or the ills of, of modern life. You know, I have good, good chemistry with with Max. Him and I could go for a, an hour flew by in like 10 minutes. But yeah. it's funny because I showed up early. So I showed up you at his place early. You guys gaze a lot. Huh? You're into your eyes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, we Lots do. of gazing. Yeah, he's handsome. Yeah. Uh, I got there early uh, because it's literally impossible to judge distance in LA. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way you could do it. Like you could look at, oh, it's only two miles away. <laughs> could be an hour. Yeah. Could be ten minutes. Who knows? So I show up early, which is embarrassing. I hate showing up early, so I let him know. So he mm. he opens the door. He's like, I just woke up and I get in there and, and we're just hanging out and he sets up his little, you know, his, his uh, little gear or whatever and we do our podcast. But you could tell he was just totally comfortable and chill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well we we all agreed that if something happens to you, that that's who we're going to use to yeah, replace we, you. We, we we originally said that you know Mike Matthews was who we were going to replace you. My with. other man crush, right? Mm-hmm. But if he's, I ever had a gay threesome, it'd be with those two wow. guys for sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I could so, see that. Yeah, nobody tell him that I said that. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. You said it on the air. It makes me so. feel a little yeah. bit jealous. Uh-huh. You know, he's. He, I said yeah. if I. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like we're right here. My bad. Right. Chop let me, liver. Let me correct myself. Yeah. If I ever had another one, the one that we did, I don't count. Okay. We were two. Yeah, I barely remember. But Mike's all about that. Mike's all the way in Florida, so it's not very realistic that if you died, that we could replace you with with Mike. So yeah, he's too far. I don't like remote stuff. Yeah, but Max is a hop, skip, and a jump away. We yeah. could easily yeah have yeah. him come on. We so. already talked about who was yours again. Bradley I think Martin? you know what? No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, come on, bro. I think we're gonna step our game. Come on. I, I want, I want no, Adam no, Carolla. No disrespect I think to Brad. Adam. Yeah, I like we'll replace him. I like Carolla. Brad. I like yeah. Brad. He's a good kid, man. But. Come on! Don't be don't don't be jealous, uh, dude. Mike and 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 Max are fucking stellar dudes. They dude. are stellar. Dudes. Well, I mean, it's hard to replace me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it difficult. should be hard to replace me too. You just get thrown a Bradley Martin. Fuck you! Fuck you, bro. You so That's disrespectful. Sorry, it's like yeah. replacing me with Jewish wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, no, no. no yeah, exactly. No, Fuck no, off, bro. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Jeez. bro. Yeah. The bo- here's the bottom line: irreplaceable. Okay. That's about that's all I'm gonna say. You're both irreplaceable. Okay. I'd never want to replace that's you guys. A cop out. I'd never want to replace you guys. Well, that's replace a- yourself. Who would replace you? That uh, who people that we've met. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, honestly, I haven't put a lot of thought into how I replace myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've thought about how I'd have to replace you two more. Oh, man. <laughs> but, yeah. but I haven't thought about how I'd replace myself. You know, yeah. I don't know. I don't know who I would get for Justin. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering. You know, you guys the closest with- thing. The closest thing I think, and I, I think it's not. I think it's a compliment. I don't think it's a disrespectful thing. Is Matt Vincent. Hmm. I think Matt Vincent has a little bit of your flavor. You guys have a similar look. You guys kind of train similar. You're I don't like talking about this. It's like sad. Yeah. It's like a sad conversation. <laughs> well, we're not you doing it. I mean? We. I, no, it's, it's smart business. Just to, I, I could see that on case. some level, but you yeah, know. I could too. But it makes me sad. Yeah, you know, it's not the same. No, not at all. I'd mm. cry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you guys watching the World Cup? <laughs> what crickets? <laughs> Is, you is, guys don't like football? Fifty percent of the world's watching is, it. Apparently, is uh, soccer still I'm considered a that. sport? It's the uh, it's the apparently. sport. It's the sport. Oh, it's the sport. Is that well, is that true? If you were to judge a sport by Viewers. popularity, Viewers. how many people watch it? How yeah. many people do it? How many countries are World, in it? Worldwide, it's the yeah. most popular. Like, I will say though, that will end. Kids can do it. That will know? change. Yeah. By the way, well, I, it, it will cute. end. It will, yeah, it will not be the number one sport in the world. It's it, NFL is making its way all over the place. So is the NBA. You think tackle football is going to be more Are you popular? ready for some I, soccer? That's soccer. Tackle Low scores and tied games. I, actually, we could probably look this up. If we were to look at the growth of those sports, for sure, football and basketball, guarantee NBA and NFL. Here's, is, here's oh, why I'll make dude, here's why I'm way make more the exciting. Uh, here's why I'll, 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 I'll... Soccer's just been around, dude, no, longer. No, I will debate it. Here's why I'll debate it. You can't debate sports. I will debate this all day, and I will win this debate, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> To play football, to play tackle football, you requ- requires more yeah, money more and more skill. equipment. I know. To play soccer, this one of the reasons why soccer is so Bro, popular, okay, all you need is a ball. NBA. Yeah. You need a hoop and a ball. Basketball is closer. Basketball is closer. I will definitely say that. I say if, if anything is going to replace a, soccer, it would be basketball. That's a terrible argument. Yeah. The, your argument it's, not. it's a terrible argument that you think because the because Bro, you can see you some mean. African villagers who play soccer all the time, all of a sudden they're going to play tackle football. with. It's, it's just not going to happen. Bro, sure. you're not seeing air up there? Huh? You see? Yeah. yeah. You can't have these arguments, dude. You don't yeah. know enough about sports to have this argument, dude. It's. I'm telling you right now. Oh, my God. It's not even close. Go back. It's, go not, back, clo- it's not close right now. Soccer dominates right now. Yeah, There's no doubt. No, no, no. Go back. It's not even close. Where were you? Soccer. Okay. Estimated fans, three and a half billion. Right. Second is cricket. Third is field hockey. Fourth is tennis. Fifth is volleyball. Where the fuck's... Football. I'm, yeah, I'm un- all, all, in Euro- all, all European based sports. All European based sports. Basketball. It's because America, bro, we're, we've been behind forever, dude. Yeah. But you give us some time here. Basketball and yeah, football. We're the new kids on the block. Wait now, a minute. Wait a minute. This this is hilarious. American football has 400 million fans. Soccer is 3.5 billion. That's a big fucking yeah. difference, dude. Yeah, it's, it's not even close. Right now, it's not. Look at the growth, though. Yeah. You're looking at where it's at currently right now. Why don't we look at the growth? Look at the growth of the last ten years, sports growth over the last ten years, and see I d- what. I I don't think it'll that that God that would be the mm. most insane switch or reversal of. I mean, that's just such a big difference. I didn't know it was that big. It's not even the top ten, dude. The NFL just started getting over into Europe and and playing yeah. games in the season. Like in every season, they've added more games that go over there. It's just barely. Here's the other reason why I think yeah, football scratching the surface. Here's the other reason why I think football won't won't be the. I'll argue basketball. I can see basketball. The other reason why I think football won't do it. First of all, again, the gear. It's expensive. It's an expensive sport to play. It's an expensive sport to to fund. The other thing too That's is such a weird argument. It's not. It's why? not at all. It's what do you mean? Well, why? So is golf. That prevents yeah. a, that was high up there, right? That's a, that's why it's a terrible argument. No, I think it's a, I think it's a viable sports one. is not what yeah. makes it popular. I think it's a, well, no, it's not, but I think it's a, a factor. The other thing too is football. We're just now starting to learn of the 
fucking brain damage that that shit causes. I don't see that shit exploding at all. I see. I it, see that. I, I see. Did, it could now, why I slow disagree with that is because that's what people want to yeah, see. It's dangerous. Bro. It's scary. It's dangerous. dangerous. The, the the stakes are higher. What exactly? It's more interesting. What you're. I know. I get that. But what you're starting to see already is you're already starting to see schools not allow tackle football, and you're already starting to see. You know, cities ban tackle football for peewee uh, leagues yeah. because of those dangers. And that feeds into football. Once you eliminate the kid aspect of it, like, good luck. Yeah, That's but a tough once one. they start banning, you know how much, like, people want it even more. Like, I could see it going on the opposite end of that where people actually start to, to play more, like, you know, and, different, and they'll seek out leagues that are still, like, mm. allowing it. Is rugby more popular than American football? It could be. It could be, it's definitely more an international sport. International, yeah. yeah, but I don't know if it's more. I don't know though. if it's more popular though. Yeah. Well, field yeah. hockey was up there. That he he had all of them up there, and for sure, basketball and football were not. I mean, I would well, definitely not. I wasn't arguing with you if it's more popular right now. I hundred yeah. percent know. No, soccer. I know. Soccer's I've known been popular soccer. forever. Yeah. yeah, it's like. But so, what do you got? So you hold on a second. When we go down to football, Doug, does it show Asia as being one of the countries? Okay, that's good because the Asian market is so See, fucking massive, and that's at, why cricket look is at, so hard. Look at look at basketball right now. Yeah, with yeah, Australia's on four hundred million with America. That's it. That's that, it, dude. That's got to be wait, wrong. Wait, look at soccer. Europe, Africa, Asia, America. Wait until they're yeah. in every country. Everyone's- you, know, you know what, though? That's got to be yeah. wrong because I know basketball is uh, super popular in Europe. Um, yeah, it's, it's exploded. probably looking recently. at old stats. Yeah, where are you, where are you pulling up here? Where yeah, that can't from? be right, dude. Who's the Google guy over there? Uh, regional man. popularity. That's got to be, I don't know. That doesn't seem right. Yeah, I know what? basketball is a pretty popular sport in the Olympics now, even. Yeah, you know, we used to dominate basketball in in the Olympics. Two thousand we still do. Seventeen was yeah, so it's pretty close. How how dominant are we in basketball we in the still Olympics? Are. Still? We still are. Not like we used to be though. No, huh? we still are. We're still yeah, we're, yeah, we're still oh, fucking. Even like when we used to have the dream team where we yeah. just kill well, people I mean, by like hundred points. The dream yeah. team was special and everything, but we still we still dominate. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's if we lose, it's like a big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah it's a big fucking deal. Mm. It's more of a big deal if we lose than we win. We're expected it's like to Canada win. Canada or Russia in hockey, you know, like they're expected. To <laughs> yeah, win. Right, right, right. I don't know, man. But anyway, the World Cup's exciting. England is uh, doing pretty well. That'd be the one team that I. I would mean, I'm for. knocking soccer. I played soccer for seven years, right? So I'm, you, didn't I'm, you say you were good at it? Yeah, I was. I was, really, I, was I was. I was better at soccer than I was tech, than I was at basketball. What do you? What's that right there? Number one. What's that say, Doug? That says football, but soccer. Football. But actually, number two is basketball, according to this. That's what oh, I thought. See, yeah, it's, that's what I thought. Dude, statistics. Yeah, yeah, it all I, depends on where you're pulling it from. Yeah, because I know basketball has, has become a really worldwide sport. And it's getting crazier right American now. American yeah. football, I, their cricket is up there, see? I don't know. Where else do they play American like tackle football where they actually have like professional leagues? or Canada. You know, Canada does, right? Mm-hmm. Where else? Well, so I know Samoa and and uh, like Tonga and like they... Yeah, but rugby just, just dominates over there. Sure, but they're getting way more because... Because they're they're like there you go formula there, there goes your theory NFL. on that formula one's number seven and it's probably one of the most expensive well, dangerous you know what sports I'm, to get into well you know what I'm, most right. people can't afford formula, formula one yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I'm so so this may be this well, may start be drag racing this yeah. may be judging it based off of uh, fans I'm thinking in my mind the amount of people playing it and formula one how many people can. You know, nobody can really do that. But <laughs> right. I, there's a lot of fans that watch it. <laughs> Not a whole lot of access there. Yeah, you know. Yeah. That's why I think, uh, so this is, okay, Criterion used, this particular article looks at global base and audience, TV viewership, number of professional leagues around the world, TV rights deals, endorsements, sponsorships, af- average athlete salary, 
So this, these guys are putting a lot of that's, gen, gender that, equality. What the what fuck does that have to do that? with anything? <clears throat> yeah. Well, that's what, well, no. What it means that there's a sport for like everybody. Ru- like rugby doesn't have oh, female female. Yeah. There's not female rugby, right? I think there, there, there's there not, is. There's, well, there's not female. There's not female. There's not female tackle football. So that's, that's why. Sure. Well, yeah. So they lose points for that. Yeah. So you're gonna get something. You're gonna get like basketball is both, right? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Soccer is both. Soccer, and golf for, has both. Yeah. For me, the reason why soccer is exciting to watch, I don't like. I don't watch the professional it's leagues. Simple. No. <laughs> God, man. It's a good thing I'm on it's this like, podcast. Ah. You know, we have a lot of listeners in, yeah. in, in the yeah, UK yeah. who are listening Pass to Pass me the ball. Thanks. They're calling you a cunt. Right? Yeah, I, did. I, play, you, I cunt. played the sport. I got respect yeah. for the sport. I get. I really understand uh, a lot of skill, how the but... game's played. I don't know how you watch it without under, really understanding how the game's played it's and the strategy. It's not complicated strategy-wise. I, I definitely understand rules of, uh, of the major sports. I can watch and understand what's going on. Just because I, I didn't play them a lot, but I understand them. Yeah. But the thing about soccer that I, I enjoy... I don't watch like the Italian league or the Premier League or I don't watch the professional leagues, but when the World Cup happens, I'll put it's it like this. Dude. It's exciting. I'll put it like this. Soccer is like checkers and football is like chess. I mean, bottom line. Like chess and checkers? Yep. That's, uh, maybe. And the strategy is very simple. <laughs> maybe. Well, the, someone would debate you on that. Yeah, you I've can been debate debated that. on that quite a bit. Well, where I would where I would debate you on that, that's the same thing like people that don't Really, and I really under, understand soccer on a much deeper level than than the average person who probably watches it because it's very similar to hockey. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on. I played till through high school. There's right. a lot it's, of stuff that that you don't know just by watching. Well, you know, when you get to the professional level, like there's so much more strategy with match matchups and rotation of the the players coming on mm. and off the field, and yeah. so there's where where the ball is being kept on the field at that time. Like, so there's a lot more strategy sure. happening than. But it all goes based eye. off the flow of the game. It's yeah. not. It's not a stop, and then now I have to like implement a whole new strategy and like. Well, I wouldn't. Game plan ar- I wouldn't right argue. Now. I wouldn't argue with you that it's more technical or it's. I mean, the, fo- the skills very high. Like you have to have very high skill to football play, is one to of play the, soccer, but one uh, of the most strategic is, games out there. Yeah, hundred percent. Football. That's what I'm saying. Football. You can clearly people people underestimate. Yeah. It. Well, all sports you see, you know, specialized athletes within the sports like. You know, a forward tends to look different from a defender, and they tend to look different from the goalie and all that stuff. Yeah. But There's it's not more variables. It's not quite as dramatic as, well, just, as just, football, just American look, football. Just look at a great way to judge something like that is what what sports the the most coaching is involved, right? No sport is more more involved with coaches than football is. Look yeah, at the yeah. amount of coaches that are are played on a team. Look at how this there's a special team. There's coach. a there's a play yeah. being called That's with true. multiple coaches being yeah. involved every single yeah. play that the ball snapped. Right. That's a big fucking deal when you think about that. Fo- Soccer. It's like what is it? The coach. Okay, this is the plan. This is a strategy. Boom, you go out there, yeah. and then like what you call a timeout. Maybe ten minutes in, fifteen minutes right, in. You and- have game plans. I'm not taking that away. I'm just right. saying it's less complex. Wait, wait, yeah. There's the chess analogy is a good analogy because. With football, you put a play in place, you go out and you go run that play. The other team already is countering that right away, and you might have to recounter it. So it's constantly this. Football reminds me of war quite a bit. You know, where you have like your navy, you have your tanks, you have your, you know, your 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 cavalry, your marines, whatever. It's just it's it's similar to war in that sense. You have positions that, like a like a, a tackle, looks nothing like a cor- you know like a cornerback or or they just look nothing alike. It's a very interesting sport, but. The problem with American football is, I think, ease of access to playing it is 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 difficult, and 
uh, there's being there's a lot of pushback recently with the just the, 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 the honestly, damage. It the, only, the only the only reason why it's where it's at, we, we can even have this argument in this comparison is they just haven't been around the same amount of time and they're not in the same amount of countries. Like yeah. football. Is, how long has soccer? How long has soccer been a professional sport? Or uh, yeah, much longer. Interesting much longer out. than football. Way I know longer. it's longer, but I'd yeah. be interested to see yeah. how long. Yeah, it's, it's like I mean, wait till we have that many hundreds of years of of playing the sport. Uh, uh, football. Football's not even been around that yeah. long, dude. Well, here's the thing. So, so it's did, weird. Did, we never adopted uh, cricket either. It's that's something that hasn't made its way over here. So I don't no, know. that's huge in Asia, though. It's huge. Yeah, yeah. huge in like India and in those countries. Yeah, in England. Uh, let me see. Two thousand years. Well, the history of. Oh my God. <laughs> you can also hold on a second. American football also like can Mayans trace its roots it. back to. I forgot it was this old English sport that they modified and turned into American football. So I don't know if that's necessary. I'm talking about like how old, like the, let me see here, a soccer match, 1863? I don't know. Anyway. I mean, if it, if you, okay, even if you went by 1863 and we went that route, I mean, it's so much older than football is. When was pro foot, like when were the, the, it was college, right? When football was really, American football was formed, was in college, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I don't it? know the first, I don't know even the first year and the where, if it formed at the collegiate level first Was it Ironman back then, where, where you played both sides when it first started? I oh, believe yeah. so, yeah. yeah. You had leather helmets. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a lot of people played, so it's like you had to play like multiple positions, and yeah, it was, it was nuts back then. Well, it was all a ground game, too. It wasn't like any, nobody was throwing the ball. It was all just like a big scrum. It, was it looked running. a lot like rugby, but it was more, you know, down by down. Hmm. Interesting. What's that? Founded 1920. The NFL was founded in 1920. Okay. I would like to see when the first professional soccer league was founded. Look at the NBA, 1946. If there's anything that's on a hot hot growth pattern, it's the number two sport. Huge. So it'll pass. Baseball is old. Look at that, 1869 for baseball. That's uh, that's why they call it the America's pastime, American pastime. Dude, I got to tell you guys about this article I read on Nootropics that I think you guys are going to think is hilarious. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, oh! you were talking about this. Dude, this yeah. is so funny yeah. to me. So they did a randomized, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. So this is like a gold standard, right? Mm-hmm. Where they compared, you know, they had took two groups of people. One group did 100 milligrams of caffeine. That's it. Just the, Which is like a strong shot of espresso, right. essentially. One shot. Yeah. That's it. One strong shot of espresso. The other group did 100 milligrams of caffeine, same thing, plus... Theanine, vinpicitine, tyrosine, vitamin B12, and vitamin B6. So they threw in all right. these other quote unquote nootropics. Nootropics. And the study came back and found that the caffeine only group mm-hmm. outperformed the, <laughs> the nootropic group on verbal memory. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they did better with, uh, let's say, they, they improved working memory better and reaction times better. Do you know what the other group did better? Mm. Subjective alertness. Subjective alertness. <laughs> like when they asked them, yeah. like, how do you feel? Like, I feel better. Yeah. Oh, really? Do the test. Nope. Looks nope. like you're not Those, as good. You're not performing <laughs> Dude, better, though. How fucking, I'm glad you feel that way. Dude, how funny is that? That's I'm really glad funny. something like this has come out because we've talked a little bit about the this rush of of brain drugs. Oh my god, especially here in the Silicon Valley, it's oh. like uh, gold dust here. Like everybody wants new trouble. Well, what supplement companies Dude, do that one? Okay, that one, and then, and then also the the CBD thing is annoying. Oh my here. god, there's gonna be a backlash, bro. Right? I was just, I just yeah. I was there's like, gonna be such a. I've been lifting at Golds lately, yeah. right? And it's so funny to. Because I have like, you know, I still, just like when I was in high school and a kid, I've got these different pockets of friends that I know and I hang out with and I see. 
and I've got my bodybuilding group of friends, which are nothing like my marijuana friends and connections and relationships, right? So to hear, to be around like my bodybuilding group of friends and see them in the gym and hear them like, hey, bro, I've been using that CBD for recovery and stuff. And I'm like, oh, God. Rubs it all over my body. Like, really, bro? You're on like fucking a gram of fucking drugs. (laughs) And you're... You were fucking lifting seven days a week, twice a day, and all this other shit you're doing. And but it's you, the CBD that's You doing think everything. the CBD yeah. is really helping you out yeah. with all that shit, bro? You know, come on. Here's why I hate that. This is what makes me mad oh, about man. that. There's real medicinal right. benefits. Right. Yeah. That's why I want to make that clear, right? I'm, I'm knocking on that, but I'm not saying that. I mean, we talk positive. Just like about, there's real benefits from keto. And there's real but, there's real, there's real nootropic benefits, too. There, but can, there can be. It's, and, the, it's the craze that drives me nuts. Well, what pisses me off is that it, it's... They're creating this bubble where it's going to pop, and then the people who are going to get hurt are the ones that actually really need it. Like, here's yeah. the deal. CBD has been shown for reals in studies to be an effective treatment for, for certain forms of, like, seizures or epilepsy that had no other treatments available. It's got some real benefits for people with autoimmune issues. It has some real systemic anti-inflammatory benefits. But the other thing a lot of people need to realize is the the entourage effect from all the cannabinoids found in, mar- in marijuana is where you're going to get most of the benefit. Mm-hmm. When you isolate one cannabinoid, you get far less of the potential benefits by doing it that way. And then the other thing is because it's weed, you know, because CBD comes from weed, supplement companies, and by the way, we called this three years ago. We even talked about this. I said, watch, everything's being fucking, they're going to throw CBD in protein. They're yeah. going to throw CBD in Cereal. pre-workouts. Yeah. Everything's going to have CBD because it's from weed and everybody's excited. Right. And it <clears throat> promises to do everything when, you know, in reality, it's not. It's not going to do everything for you. And it's, it's, there's going to be another bubble that's going to pop. Right. Just like the neutral. This is what the supplement company does that I really hate is that they take – they take a bunch of things and they just combine them yeah, and throw them together. Exactly. Yeah. It's oh, just yeah. this big cocktail of every. Oh, if this works, I'm just going to put it in with all this other shit. And then, you know, like we're not like getting the concentrated amount that's right anyway. It's just like a combination of like all this shit. At not once. only that, but the, the human system is so complex and the way things interact and bottom affect line, the body it might not even be the right Listen, actually, be The worse. bottom line is this if it was that, I mean, it's CBD's been around for a very long time. If it was that revolutionary, then all the fucking pot smokers would be jacked. And shredded. Like, if it was that, like, groundbreaking, like, holy shit, this is a game changer, it would be because we, we see all these potheads walking around looking amazing and be like, what is going on? You know, what What are they doing? You different? know what, though, to, to just on that note, uh, every population study or every large scale, uh, you know, study where people will, and the problem with these studies is that they're, you know, they're, people have to actually comment and talk about what they're doing. So they're not being observed super closely. But nonetheless, people who use cannabis regularly have better fasting glucose and smaller waistlines or less body fat on their bodies. And they think it has to do with the way the liver uh, interacts with uh, you know, sugar and insulin and how it hmm. processes those things. And, so, and even some pharmaceutical companies are researching some of these cannabinoids in the use for treatment of diabetes. But again, you know, here's the thing that makes me upset is that we take all these things that may do something and then we throw them all together and say, well, if one thing is good... <laughs> Everything is even better. Here's a great example. I'll give you guys a fantastic example. Creatine is easily the most studied and the most backed by science ergogenic supplement that there is. Nothing comes close. There's nothing that comes close to creatine in terms of studies that demonstrate it actually works and does something. Mm -hmm. Nothing is even in the same universe. There's literally thousands and thousands 
of studies on creatine showing that it'll help you build muscle, increases strength, uh, accelerates protein or amplifies protein synthesis and recovery. It's got antioxidant benefits and all these other things. So creatine just works bottom line. <laughs> of course, supplement companies look at this and they say, cool, how can we capitalize on this, right. you know, this creatine craze that started in the 90s? And what they did is they tried to come out with different versions of creatine saying that their version was better. Right. Right. Throw, throw some BCAs in there. Well, well so one of the- one of the, Timing. One of the, one of the only, co- uh, uh, what's the word? Um, complaints that creatine users have ever had, and it's not common, but it does happen, is that people will say, oh, it, it causes- uh, Stomach distress or a little bloating in my stomach or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or some people, especially women, will say, I gained some weight while on, which you're supposed to. You're, yeah, that's going to happen. But they'll be like, I don't, you know, I'm gaining some weight. So, su- so supplement companies are like, oh, it's the bloat effect, which is not really the case mm-hmm. from creatine. So try our different version of creatine. We've created this buffered version of creatine called Cray Alkaline, and it's buffered. Therefore, it's not going to cause bloat. It's better on the body, and you're going to blah, 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 blah. Uh, with no studies or anything to support it. just They're just throwing it out there. There's studies now that you can look up where they compare good old-fashioned plain creatine monohydrate, the original, with all the other forms of creatine, including cray-alkaline, the buffered one that you know that they say is supposed to be better. What do you think the studies show? It's probably it's dead even. No. No. Creatine monohydrate is better. Oh, wow. It's yeah. even better. It gets m- more More of it is assimilated in the body. You get better results, stronger. Oh, and here's the best it's part. doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, and here's the best part. It's it's like half as much in terms of cost. It's, it's way less expensive. <laughs> so that just goes to show you like- Well, that's how I feel about even yeah. like a, even your your most basic like whey protein. Like if you're, exactly. using, if you're using protein powder to, because you're not getting a sufficient amount of protein uh, in your day- then I totally, I'm, I think that's good. That's that's a good idea. But then you go out and you get these protein powders and they infuse it with all this other shit that's overloaded with all these vitamins and let's add this to it and let's add that to it. And now we're seeing the hemp going Dextrose in or the to make it taste CBD. Better. Yeah, I mean, just, just plain ass fucking way. I mean, we talked about this when we first started. If we were to do a supplement line, it would be like this, the, the most purest raw version of the three or four most studied uh-huh fucking supplements that actually yeah. help you. Yeah. Ones that actually work. And I'm not trying, yeah, I'm not trying to, to just do this flash bang, you know, razzle dazzle bullshit with supplements where, mm. you know, 50 million ingredients and we've got the latest this, that, and the other. And we don't know how they work together because nothing's ever combined them and shown you what, the, just like the nootropic study. Yeah. All those ingredients alone may have some potential, like vimpicitine, it's going to have a mild stimulant effect. Tyrosine may actually have that as well. The only thing you combine with caffeine that has been shown in studies to be beneficial for some people is theanine. Theanine's all in there as well. I bet you if they compared theanine and caffeine to just caffeine, actually they have done that. And they've shown that the theanine-caffeine combo uh, is better for, for some people. But other than that, throwing a bunch of shit in there that's you know maybe has some studies to show it works okay by itself, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work. And then when you compound things, like here's a deal. Here's what I like to do with, uh, with certain supplements. I don't like to necessarily combine supplements to amplify their effect. I like to combine supplements in many times to, let's say I take a stimulant. I will, I would rather, rather than taking a stimulant with another stimulant, I'll take a stimulant with something that may counteract some of the, Mitigate it. the yeah. negative, negative effects right, of yeah. the stimulant. For so example, the jitters. Exactly. Yeah. For example, one of my favorite combinations is caffeine with like the four sigmatic uh, Raishi or Chaga. 
Now, why would I do that with the reishi and chaga? Well, reishi and chaga have a calming effect on the body. Now, they don't, necess- they're not, they don't make you sleepy. Like if you drink reishi during, during the day, you're not going to want to go to sleep. It just gives you this kind of sense of calm and well-being. Now, caffeine, for some people like me, if I have caffeine, sometimes it's great and sometimes I get a little edgy or I get a little too stimulated. And anybody who's ever experienced that knows that if you take stimulants, if you take too many of them or the wrong amount and you get too stimulated, your performance decreases. So you're, you're, you were worse off than you were before. Right. It's not better. Right. So for me, when I combine caffeine with like reishi or chaga or both, I get this, I don't get the overstimulated effect. I get the, more of the benefits of the caffeine less of the negatives. And that's how I think supplements should be viewed rather now when you, than this additive now, effect. You know? Now, when you do yeah. that, because you've, you've got me using the chaga lately, and I do like the way I feel from it. Now, would you use the chaga and mix it like in a coffee, or would you just drink the chaga separate and then take like a caffeine pill? So I personally, uh, coffee for me, I do on and off. And the reason why I go on and off with it is I, I might have a mild intolerance to the coffee itself. It might bother my gut a little bit. So sometimes I'll have it, sometimes I won't. Usually what I'll do is I'll do either the the Four Sigmatic has a matcha uh, drink mix, which has got some caffeine, so I'll do that. Or I'll do green tea, which doesn't seem to bother my gut. Or I'll just do a caffeine pill, and I'll take it with chaga. Mm. But yeah, you can... And, and here's the thing. I know you don't like the taste of the mushrooms. I'm getting better at it. I've been, you've been talking shit to me, and I've been... <laughs> I've been <laughs> guzzling it down, and I do like the feel of it. Okay. I mean, if I can get past the, you know, are you doing it with have you done it with caffeine yet? I, that I have not done. That's why I'm asking you right yeah. now because after you said that, I'm like, okay, that'd be interesting. I haven't tried to pair those together yet. Because yeah, have you guys ever experienced that overstimulated? Oh effect? no, absolutely. Yeah. If you go too far, if I take like, a, for example, I haven't yeah, been. Feel good at all. I don't use pre workouts that often. In fact, <clears throat> maybe in a month's time, I can count on one hand how many times I might use a pre workout. Mm-hmm. And if I get one that's got three, 400 milligrams of caffeine, it can really overstimulate me to where it's like I'm jittery and overamped going into my workouts. And it, you go, you do you feel like you get out of breath really quickly? Well, yeah. Or, or I'm, I'm antsy and anxious yeah. feeling, you know, and, and you, you can't think that that's, it's just like when you're, when you're getting ready to get like a major lift, it's crazy. You, you, there's a part of you that wants to be amped up CNS wise, but then there's a part of you too that, wants to be kind of calm too, of if course, that makes sense, because course. you don't want to be so like shaky going into that too. Because it's like you can't, um, you can't summon your power well because you're too shaky or right. too amped. For me, what happens is uh, I get out of breath. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a set of squats for like eight to 10 reps. That happens to me, yeah. And then I just like sitting there just breathing hard. restrictive, yeah, my it's, chest a It's too bit. much. Yeah. So that's why I like to combine it with, I mean, my favorite, like I said, chaga or reishi with caffeine. Lion's mane is good too. Uh, the only thing is that uh, I don't like the, I don't like rhodiola, and I know a lot of Lion's Mane mixes have rhodiola in it. Although a lot of other people do like rodeola. I like the areola. So. Yeah, <laughs> areola. Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll mix it with just like I said the reishi or chaga, and I have this like smooth, cool, uh, you know, stimulated effect where I'm not super amped. Speaking of squats, by the way, yesterday was my second workout of phase two of split. Are you starting it, Adam? I'm about to. When's mm. today? Uh, I don't know if I'm going to start it today. I, I'm ready. I've been talking about this for about a month and a half or whatever, however long it's been since we were getting ready for our launch, and I just wasn't ready. I, wouldn't, I, didn't, I haven't been putting enough volume in my training. I mean, it's just I was probably running when I first got back into, from recovering from my Achilles, I was doing even a modified MAPS Red, you know? And I've finally have been cranking away at training like in a MAPS Red type style. And I've been transitioning into more of like a MAPS aesthetic right now. 
So I feel like my body is is ready for that. Mm-hmm. I think and <clears throat> I think that this is important. It's because funny because people are going to think, why don't you just jump right, right into it? And get this is a results. mistake that I would mm-hmm. make when I was in my early twenties. Is I would you know be inconsistent, fall off the wagon, injury, whatever the excuse is that I've been not consistent with my training. And then I'd want to start a new program or I'd open up the latest magazine and follow whatever fucking Ronnie Coleman was doing or whatever. And I go right into this like intense, high volume type of program. Sets you back. Yeah. And, and, you, and you know, sore as fuck for the color. And you, it's like, you know, you brag to your buddies like, oh, I could barely walk today. And oh, man, I fucked it up yesterday. And it used to be like this badge of honor. Yeah. To go through this process, and you knew that, like, oh, in a couple of weeks, I won't be that sore anymore. And then, then you think you're. Feeling, but what I didn't realize was how much I was shooting myself in the foot by training this way. And one of the smartest and best things that I ever did was start to scale back my intensity and volume when I'm getting back into a rhythm and and doing again what we always we talk about it all the time on the show. But it's really hard to put that in practice, right? Mm-hmm. Like to do as little as possible. It's an ego to, check, dude. Yeah. It is. That's and, why I'm doing maps aesthetic. I know you guys are all in split, but like I just don't train that way, mm-hmm. you know, very frequently. And so well, you're kind of a pussy too. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. It's so funny here. Yeah. Of all uh, the least pussy, you know, <laughs> like, like, just it's the one I care the least about. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But well, so you better. That, fucking, that's why I'm going in. I'm fucking all in, dude. You I, better fucking. Courtney's ste- in on it. Step up, dude, because it's oh, on please. now. Yeah. Oh, it's please. on now. Oh, oh yeah. Please. We are we gonna announce it? Please, it's, it's fucking easy. on now. Are we announce the contract? Well, you already did. You called us out on Insta story. Oh, it's already in the well, bag, dude. I was just, I was just. Oh, you call you. I'm the only one not making excuses. I'm so, sitting here listening to you guys so squabble the we whole need, time. We need to figure out what the metrics, parameters are. Yeah, because what we're gonna do, I think six weeks is a good time, right? A six yeah. week period. Yeah. yeah, we're all gonna compete, and it's everybody. It's the whole mind pump team. Yeah, we do the whole staff. Everyone's whole staff. gonna, everyone's gonna get their body fat measured. We're all getting sexy, and we're gonna see who does the most improvements in six weeks. Now, here's my my qualm. Here's my only qualm. Okay, <laughs> let's hear it. Yeah. You guys, you guys are both entering into this contest. Here comes all the fucking <laughs> excuses. No, no, go. no. Hold on a second. Oh, yeah. Hold on a second. You guys are entering into the contest deconditioned Excuse in comparison you. to how you were. I look fucking good right now. <laughs> <laughs> I look fucking good. I'm back. I'm not back. Back. I'm not like ready to hop on a stage in six weeks. Well, but you- I'm. I'm cool, bro. Did, did you did you forget that in this exact episode about yeah. two minutes ago you said how you're slowly ramping up. You are deconditioned compared to your your previous, like when you're consistent for long periods of time. Yeah. I don't mean like I'm not not admitting that. Yeah, you know? I'm not like, saying I, you're I been, like, yeah. at the volume or the right. capacity. Yeah, but I just said that I'm I'm there. Like I'm get, I'm getting ready to do map split, yeah, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm you know your volume isn't that much higher than mine probably right now. But I, I mean, you just trained with me the other day, and you were like, "Fuck, bro, you can't believe how much legs you did." I was <laughs> trying to make you feel better. I was better. fine the next day. <laughs> 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 I was trying to make you feel better. But no, but you know, here's the deal: I haven't taken any time. I've been consistent this whole time. It's gonna so be you harder. No problem, bro. Well, it's gonna be harder to get my body fine. to change. Well, how am I gonna get my? You know what I'm saying? Well, if, if if I walk, if that's into the it, parameters, I think at the end of the day, it's just like I don't even know how we're evaluating this. It's just who's looking good. I mean, I'd be scared as fuck too if my co-host was a professional at this yeah, too. Well, I mean, I would, be, a- I would be, I would be thinking of all the excuses of why. Well, when are we I, gonna make a performance like element in there? Like we something already, no, no, fucking cool. When I first see? came on board exactly. with this squad. We did all performance, bro. Yeah, here's oh, yeah. the, here's we the, were, yeah, you're right. We were right, squatting, deadlifting, and overhead pressing, and that's all we were talking uh, about. Hold on a second. We've weight never we were moving. We've we never were all just talking about that. Like that was like barely even the conversation. Justin, here's the deal, though. Here's the problem. We've never done this with everybody being natural. 
That's a big oh, element. Oh, that's a and now you're that natural. is right. So now, which is right. why we're gonna. That's why it's fucking fair. It ground. is. It's and all like no, proving ground. You don't hear right. me talking about how I have fucking testosterone of a fucking fifteen year old chick, bro. And yeah. I'm not bitching. Yeah. Well, ju- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a fifteen year old girl's got more testosterone running through her. Yeah, but you can't. Mm. Yeah, I get it. And you've you've come a long way. It's gonna be. A, that, it'll be a yeah. good. It'll be a fun fun contest. Yeah. But we're all natural now. It's gonna be awesome. You got to muscle see memory, dude. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. your muscles remember what happened. Yeah, I got I got that on my. That's my one. But I'll tell you something right now, you guys, like three months ago, and that's why I'm excited to do this now is because I finally even have the motivation to lift consistently to where I could think I could even handle this. But that whole process of trying to get my hormones back, I did not back. This sounds weird, right? But get them back up. I did not. My body was not responding. Mm -hmm. So muscle memory or not, like if your hormones are fucking off, it's weird. it's, It's I've never put so much work into trying to change my body composition and seen so little change. Yeah. Yeah. It was fucking very, it's very, very frustrating. It's the of natural course. world. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm finally feel like I've... I, <laughs> natural world. Welcome, okay. Welcome, welcome okay, to guy. the natural world. Okay, guy. Okay. I can't wait to whoop this shit out <laughs> oh of both of you. Right? <laughs> I can't wait for this. Uh, You're in my fucking world now, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Let the shit storm begin. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be... Yeah. This going to be a good time. I, what, yeah. what I think... Yeah. Well, can't, can't go to the old well anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, old, the old wish well. No. Yeah. yeah. The old I got well. an idea. I got an idea. Why don't we all compete? You stay natural. Justin and I will get on a cycle. And we'll, I, do, the, yes. we'll do old school competition. Yes. Bring it. Oh, I like that idea. Bring it, dude. Oh, no. No. Bring it. You want to see me pull 700 off the floor and have Justin squatting 600 pounds? Yeah. That's what we'll do. Oh, my God. Yeah. Everybody talks a big game that about You know what's so funny? How many guys think that, think that testosterone is like the fucking magic <laughs> answer, dude? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. It's always from guys that never ran the shit either. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, man, if I had testosterone in me, I would be doing this. Well, how big, burp, of, it, burp, 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 how yeah. big of a difference yeah, is it? It would be weird, This is so funny. You're counting yourself. How big of a difference is it when you had low testosterone versus when you were on gear? Night and day. Well, yeah. Low versus on, yeah, Yeah. 100%. I mean, it was night and day just a difference between being low to having therapy, just to having a therapy. Night and day. Yeah. Okay, so how big of a difference do you think it would be if Justin and I, who are Not that big. How that's I'll bad. Tell you what. That math doesn't no, no, no. make any sense. I'll, it, <laughs> it's just like that. He just cuts you off. Yeah, right. Because yeah, yeah. I know where he's going. This yeah. is why. Because it's where it's different. And this is true. For sure. And this is why I would, I would love to see you guys do that. Because if you're coming from a healthy, good place where your body does want to build testosterone because you are a male and you're producing a normal amount, not high, normal, and you go to a superficial crazy dose, 100%, you'll feel it, you'll be stronger, you'll see more results. But it's not as dramatic as somebody who's getting like no testosterone or very, very low and getting them up. They're totally different. There, that difference is a bigger difference. It's just like a guy, and you can talk to any bodybuilder who's taking 200 milligrams to 500 to 700 to a gram, and the difference the difference between that is so incremental in comparison to somebody who is super low going to... Well, you know, that's an interesting argument, and I, I could I could definitely entertain it, but, mm. but def- I don't, I, on the other side of it, I think, like if we were to put Justin on a cycle, he'd never done a cycle before, the kid is a fucking horse with you know normal testosterone. I can't imagine what would happen if we put him on a cycle for six months. Can't imagine what would happen. I think you would well, be, be interesting. Here's, like, I, I, I have no idea, right? So it would just be fun. I yeah. think you guys. I think you would be surprised because if you're the other parts of the of of all this, especially when it comes to body composition change, 
the the nutritional piece, the well, stress. Yeah. That's going to be everything. Yeah. Yes, like, that's regardless. Every, that's everything. So if you you I think we all know that though. That's yeah. the thing. Like it, maybe that's another thing that like helps spark the the workouts more, you yeah. know what I mean? But well, dude, I well, took I took I took anabolics in my mid 20s and never I didn't I didn't I never got a physique better than the one I have right now. Yeah. Yeah. Taking anabolics. Okay, so steroids is not the fucking oh, answer. Oh, no, of course not. Yeah. It's, yeah. In fact, in, in fact... No, no, you, training and diet are more important. No, I don't way, think it is. Way, way more. Yeah, of That's, course. So of you, course. you could easily take something like that and be... And I guarantee there's more people listening to this show right now that have that have tried steroids that did not get the results they anticipated oh, because of conversations like this where everyone's like, oh my God, I bet Oh, no, no. Yeah. I, like, what I'm saying is for guys like us who know what we're doing, like I've gotten down this to 4%. This is the point. Yeah. yeah, I've gotten down to 4% naturally. I've done, you know, I've taken designer steroids, you know, over the counter. I know what they can do to the body and I know how big of an impact it can make. And here's the thing. You're right. To get shredded, that's the diet component, okay? But here's the other side of it. When you're on anabolics and you diet, you don't lose nearly as much muscle. You don't have to worry about right. losing there, muscle and, and all that shit. There's the mm-hmm. real advantages. So Huge. You, you, the biggest advantage is being a guy who's been on and off testosterone a bunch of times since I was 20-something years old. The biggest advantages that I always saw, strength gains for sure and motivation to train, which that's huge because that's going to help with consistency. Yeah. Yeah. And then recovery, right? Your recovery ability and the ability to hang on to to, to lean body mass. Yeah. Like that, that. So that allows a lot of room for air so you can get away with... You know, bad calories, overtraining, you can, right? You can get away with overtraining. You can get away. You can get lack away with sleep. You can get, just you, get away with right. You can get away yeah. with lack of sleep. You can get away with uh, cutting too hard. You know, yeah. probably reducing too many calories or overtraining, and still being able to maintain muscle mass and lean out. So, yeah, there's yeah. definitely yeah, a there's huge. Not, there's not a, a huge appeal to it for me. No, nah, we're not going to do it. Yeah, no, no. I, that's it's just like it's a fun thing to fucking poke at. Yeah, it is because yeah. you get so angry. Yeah, but no, it, that's, <laughs> but we need to. That's why it's going to make it so much more fun when I whoop your ass. Oh my god. You know, with my whole forty-one test or whatever the fuck my test hey, results listen, were. Hey, you want to talk about? What, yeah. You want to talk about? Measure that too. You want to talk about all, all those things? Look, I'm older than you guys. I'm almost forty years old. I've been, I've been here, <laughs> and you know, you, arguably, you got a year on me. You got two on uh, Adam. Yeah, so you know, we'll see. We'll see what we'll ends see. up happening. But we need to we'll figure out the. We need to figure out the the parameters. Well, what we'll do for the audience is. We will measure where we're at, right? So we'll share our lean body mass, our fat mass, and our our body fat. Should percentage. we throw any strength in there too, no, or just no, looks? It's, no, it's a, this is cosmetic, dude. We're going, yeah, we're going. This, yeah, this is a cosmetic challenge. Right, it's fine. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm up for it. I think it's been a long time since we've done this. So all right, right. All right. No, and I think it's it's. Well, don't great. forget the fucking dark horse in this. The 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 person that we're not even considering, Douglas. which is Doug. And I've trained Doug, and I know what. Well, this is a whole. We've seen him get to. I know what he does when he puts his mind to something, and and it's pretty fucking remarkable. This is a whole staff thing too, so you can't discount the youngsters either. I mean, you got you got Drew. He's he's hungry. Right. I've seen him train. He's already gaining some mass. But hey, listen. There's a little bit of a psychological. You know, warfare going to be going on too. Just letting you guys know. So I may be giving some of these kids wrong that advice. That fuels me. So watch you know what I, mean? oh, yeah, yeah, I might walk out there and be like, "Oh, Enzo, today you should eat nothing because uh, it's going to." You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> this is need more sugar. This yeah. this is true. Hey, you know, I know one of our sponsors. We we were talking about Four Sigmatic today, but we didn't talk about our our brew doctor. And did you guys see oh, what? Um, They're in cans Br- now. Well, yeah. Not only are they in cans, but did you see what Doctor Brinks sent over the mint lemonade. Yes. The mint lemonade. Bro. Have you tried it? No, it's so fucking good. Oh, you've had I've it. I've had it. Yeah, I've had it. I had it at uh, Whole Foods. So they already have them. Those yeah, ones over there. I've seen oh. it at Whole Foods. And can I we send? One. Can Doug? Can you possibly send Enzo a text? I would love to get some of those and try them because 
Brink was raving about it, how amazing they taste. Yeah. And I didn't know if they actually had... I didn't Super know Super if- refreshing, dude. As far as like a like a kombucha, you know? Like yeah, having mint, the, lemonade, like, kombucha. Like, come on, dude. Like, even just saying that, like, it, it sounds delicious, and it was. So, so the cans are in there. I know the last time we did a commercial for them, they were about to release the cans at Whole right. Foods. So they're officially in there now, then. So I saw I saw a can at Whole Foods. Okay, cool. Yeah, and bought it. Oh, sick, dude. Delicious. Got- and so they're Whole Foods. Where, where are they? They're, also, they're like it with Trader Joe's. I think they're in Kroger's, Sprouts, Sprouts, too. Yeah, they're in some of those. Costco. Um, this the It's the kombucha of choice for mm. Mind Pump. This quaz brought to you by Organifi. For those days you fall short on getting your organic veggies or whole food nutrition, Organifi fills the gap with laboratory-tested certified organic superfoods to help give your health and performance the added edge. Try Organifi totally risk-free for 60 days by going to Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com. And use a coupon code MINDPUMP for 20% off at checkout. First question is from Evan Brandenburg. Do you think it's more common for people to undertrain or overtrain, and how can you tell? Overtrain. Yeah. Uh, well, depends on the type of people we're talking about. Yeah, but what do we think it's? Well, okay, yeah, that's fair mm-hmm. enough. The average like, person undertrain. Right, right. Most people yes, don't you, do enough. No, I mean, that's a good point because every time, like, I, I, I assume things. I always forget about the general population yeah. is completely that's fair. different. That's totally yeah. fair. I, yeah. I think we all agree on that. That the general population is for sure undertraining. Right. I, I don't. You don't even need to ask Mind Pump that question, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's an obvious statement because majority is already considered yeah, obese. Like, get up and do something. So they're know, they're like the obviously. Or, but people that actually go to the gym and work out i would argue that are more likely to overtrain than undertrain mm-hmm. yeah and you know it really what people need to understand about overtraining is if, two things first off when we talk about overtraining there's a couple understandings that or that people have about overtraining one of them is you're doing too much you're damaging your body too much your body can't repair and recover and you're hurting yourself and yes that that also means overtraining but that's much more rare and not as common as the other understanding of overtraining, which is this: doing more than you need to do. Mm-hmm. That's just the bot. That's just it. Like right. doing more than you need to do is overdoing it or yeah. overtraining. Unnecessary. And when you overtrain in that context, yeah, you, you you can probably recover from it. Your body may still adapt and a lot all that stuff. But what's also going to happen is a at best you're just doing more work than is necessary. And if you're a smart person who likes to make their time efficient. Mm-hmm. If I can get the same results with 30 minutes than I can with 45 minutes or with 10 sets that I can with 20 sets, then it's smarter to do the less amount of sets. That's that's number one. But number two, that's not usually how it works. What usually happens is doing a little bit more than you need to takes away from your body's ability to adapt in the sense that you're not going to get as effective as results. Once you set those gears into motion for the body to adapt – Doing too much just takes away from that. Now, how can you tell? That's the difficult question. Like, how, let me ask you guys a question. Oh, I'll tell you an uh, re- easy way to tell. The, when you get really sore, that is a sign of overtraining. That's a sign of overtraining. So, being like we all, and it's uh, definitely something that we all do ourselves, which is chase that feeling because then it reminds us I worked out hard, I did some good work yesterday. Yeah. But it's actually a sign of overtraining. So, if and I and I, I'd rather I, this is the way I look at it. Like I want to feel it a little bit, so I, I want to be a little bit sore. Like I want to know that I trained yesterday. Like I want to know that okay, I, I hit legs yesterday and I feel it today. But if it's impeding on the way I walk and move because I'm so sore, 
for sure that was overtraining. Yeah. For sure that's overtraining. If you say, and same for, I use legs, but it say, use every other muscle. If you are sore to the touch in your chest and it hurts to close and squeeze and flex your chest because you worked out chested, that's overtraining. Mm-hmm. You do not need to change, you train that hard to elicit change in the body. And in fact, you would rather, and so that should be your gauge. Like, oh, whoops, I overreached a little bit. So I'm always flirting with that. I want to overreach just a little bit. So I do want to feel a little soreness. So I'm quote unquote overtraining a tiny bit, but I think most people go way too far. I think they overtrain so much because they think that sore feeling that they're chasing is an indicator of a good workout. That's now, not true. Now here's the thing with it, and this is what's interesting, and I've I've experienced this myself. You can overtrain and not get sore. Mm-hmm. And That's I've ex- true. I've experienced this myself. Where so years ago, I uh, you've seen just feels fried. You just you're just not progressing. So years ago, I you know I wanted to see how Why much. Why did somebody on our YouTube channel try and say that CNS talk was bro science? Did you see that? Uh, yeah. Why? Well, because why? Because there's debate as to whether or not YouTube this CNS can, can, can YouTube be is hilarious, they're, they're bro. Great. That's a troll land. Yeah. It is troll yeah. land. If you if you have any kind of insecurities, I don't uh, hear any bro or lack of confidence. CNS. I was like, I know. I was like, I've never heard a bro yeah. talk about central nervous system. It's not popular at all, actually. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah. that's bro. Only science. powerlifters. Yeah, that's about it. Right. Yeah. If you have any insecurities at all, they're the smartest like out there as far as like training. Don't make videos on YouTube. I'm sorry. You will get ripped apart yeah you know I mean? i'm sorry i derailed you there but yeah, i just sorry, it, you yeah. said that and it, i just got done reading some of our youtube comments yeah, that's hilarious and somebody made that comment i'm like real i don't know any bros that were did talking. you did you guys see i did the forearm strengthening video on youtube right on how to train your forearms uh-huh. and it's blowing up for whatever reason i don't know if someone shared it or whatever but it's getting all these views we have a bunch, japan's sharing a bunch and, of our and there's right this mm. du- there's this japan yeah. this, there's this dude there's this guys that are like your forearms are skinny man you're not that big i'm not gonna listen to <laughs> Bro, if this was if I was 19 years old, I'd be devastated. You know what yeah. I mean? I'd be reading that like, oh my god, I need to get out some gear. No. This is terrible. But yeah, if you, you if make you me feel bad, you got to be a confident motherfucker to put some oh, shit up on man. YouTube because they're oh, gonna rip you, fucking asshole. I'm, I'm glad that we we built some clout before we got on there first because at least we have some of our. Fucking- see, like we actually, yeah, might have been smart in yeah. our yeah. approach of doing podcasts but- then. You know, I'm so confident. You, so you guys, we're all so confident in ourselves right. and secure in ourselves. Like I don't care. Yeah, you, you can talk say shit. You fine. Yeah, I don't. I don't give yeah. a shit. But no. So here's the thing. I did this a long time ago. So years ago, I was pushing volume, frequency, and intensity, and I kept pushing it to see how far I could go. And and here's the thing. You can. And I was using soreness as a gauge. And what started happening was the more I trained, the less sore I got to the point where I didn't even get sore anymore. I was training so often, so frequently, mm-hmm. so much volume. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting sore. However, I wasn't progressing either. And in fact, I started to regress a little bit. I noticed mm-hmm. that I wasn't as strong in my workouts and I wasn't getting a good pump in my workouts. And so I, I was overtraining without even getting sore. Mm-hmm. So another way to tell if you're overtraining, and the problem with what I'm about to say is it could also mean you're undertraining, okay? But another way you can tell if you're overtraining is, are you just not progressing? Maybe you're not progress. You're pushing your body. And you're doing all these exercises, and you're not progressing. So you decide to do more. Yeah, you're not well, providing the right stimulus. And, I you're, think, and you're still not progressing. I think what's most common with that is people that that happens to tends to happen to people that follow the same routine, same exercise. Stuck. Yeah, yeah, and they just keep increasing intensity, intensity, intensity. Yeah, that's and their it, only metric. They're in- right, and so they're but they're still doing the same movements, right? Like that, and that's a lot of the reason why they plateau. And then maybe they're not getting sore anymore because yeah, their body's adapted. I mean, they do those same movements every fucking time they come in and lift for legs or chest or whatever whatever muscle group we're talking about. 
and their bodies become so adapted yeah. to that movement that just by increasing intensity is no longer enough anymore. Mm. It's used to that pattern. So the, the best gauge that I know when I would train the one that I would use when I would train clients is are they progressing consistently mm -hmm. in in different metrics? So it could be strength. That's an easy one. It could be stamina. It could be range of motion, mobility. It can be control. It can be they're doing an exercise that they weren't able to do before. It could be that they have less pain. But are they progressing consistently? And if they are, then I know I'm doing the right things. If they're not, then I will examine, are they undertraining, overtraining, or do I need to reprogram or change the workout? Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it was undertraining, but this, was, this wasn't super common with my clients because oftentimes, this was common when I had clients for long periods of time. So like, I'll use Doug as an example because I trained Doug for a few years. When I first started training Doug, I had him lift weights for a grand total of two days a week. That's how he started with me, two days a week, full body. Then we, his body kind of started plateauing a little bit. We changed the programming, still plateauing. Then I bumped him up to three days a week, and then we started adding trigger sessions. And so I realized for him that because he was so consistent and did everything I told him, and I trained him for so long consistently, that we could progress him, and then his body would start progre start progressing again. I'd add perfect things. example of like more is not always better. Mm -hmm. You know, like it, like everybody thinks that like okay, if I'm at this certain level, so now I should keep adding, and I should keep adding like whether it's intensity or volume, whatever, keep adding. But sometimes you know the best thing you can do is subtract and and start give your body more recovery and more ability to uh, you know adapt you know properly. Well, that's that that's one of my favorite things to do. I love blowing experienced trainees' minds that way where I'll look at their workout and I'll be like, all right, cool. You're working out six days a week. I'm going to have you work out four days a week. And they look like they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. And I say, let's give it two weeks. I just give them two weeks. Let's see if you get stronger in two weeks. And it doesn't even take that long. Usually it's within that week. They'll come back and be like, oh, I lifted 15 pounds more than I did the, the, you know before. And it trips them out that they could cut the amount of working out that they're doing and get you know better results. Oh, I would say that's one of the biggest difference personally in my own routines and training is just I I've learned to get away with doing way less and achieving way more with my body than I ever have. I mean, I worked way harder than I needed to in my twenties mm -hmm. trying to achieve these results just because I wasn't going about it smart. You mm -hmm. know, I was yeah. I was training like everybody else. That's why when I think of this question, and even though I agree with Sal, the you know, I'm looking at all these different variables. I think the easiest for me to explain to somebody that I'm not coaching and, and watching all the other variables, I, I just pay attention to how sore you are. If you're getting that sore after your workouts, you and use that as a gauge to tell you you're probably going too far. Like you want to feel it, you want to overreach a tiny bit because we do want to we do want to signal adaptation. We're not we're not or else yeah. you're just optimizing, right? If you're not stretching your capacity a little bit. Then yeah, you're not you're not going to send a signal to adapt and grow and change. But that's just that's the goal is to do just enough to send that adaptation signal, but then not to, you know, uh, overdo it and over overtrain the yeah. body. So use use the oh, the the soreness as a you as know a it's good another gauge. one too that I noticed with overtraining at least with myself is uh, my sleep quality. Mm -hmm. When I train when I overtrain, it's harder for me to fall asleep. Mm -hmm. Or, and it's harder for me to wake up, and I feel groggy when I wake up. It's Mainly like, the wake up thing, yeah. That's that's one I definitely notice right away. Sleep, like, right? Yeah, sleep, like because then, like bringing that into the next workout. Like if I'm trying to make sure I'm nice and frequent in my workouts, and and I just feel so fucking groggy, I really have to summon energy to to keep going. Mm. You know, that's something that I, I it's kind of an indicator because only reason being like Adam, where I I used to focus more on 
always trying to up my intensity, always try to, you know, like uh, accomplish more in my workouts. Mm -hmm. And that was always the mentality. And then once I stopped with that mentality, realized that I could, I could focus a little bit more on rest and, and make that more of a priority and then see what that did for my training. It was insane. So there is a, there is a right dose. And that's something that I had to, I had to learn. It was, it was something I had to recondition. That's, that's, that's that's excellent. It's, it's a right dose. Anything outside of the right dose, whether it's too little or too much is going to impede your body's ability to progress, or at least you're not going to progress as quickly. Yeah. So try always to find the perfect dose Mm -hmm. and the perfect dose is not more. And it's It's not more. It's the right amount. Yeah, that's right. Next question is from Danny N. Dennis. How do you meet men such as yourselves who are open, <laughs> honest, who picked this question? and interested <laughs> Sorry, Doug. <laughs> in both self-development and the growth of a meaningful relationship with a partner and who are also open to discussing these topics? <laughs> this is a- we, we are a bit of unicorns. Yeah. <laughs> no. Nah. Not at all. You I know, know we're not. you know, here's the thing about sure we are. about meeting men and women who are under this criteria. You, number one, I think, it can, and the reason why I'm commenting on this is I have a younger brother and I have younger cousins who are all, they're all late 20s, uh, early 30s. So they're right in that like prime age of dating and they're, they have, you know, they have money now and, you know, they're, they're all kind of serious about finding someone who maybe they want to really be with rather than just dating a bunch of people and having fun type of deal. And I talk to them about this all the time because, like, my brother's a good example. He'll come to me and be like, dude, where do I find, like, good girls who, who have, you know, have good family values, who want to, you know, who we can connect with, who we can, you know, have a good relationship with? And I'm like, well, you're not going to find them the way you look now. Mm. Like, you're not going to find them if you're, you're not looking. You're going to find them on Tinder. You're not going to find them with the Tinder profiles that you're, you're swiping on where it's like, you know, half-naked chick and she's like, I like to bang and have fun or whatever. Like, that's not the kind of... <laughs> That's I've never the, seen where, that. Yeah, I was like, are you, where are you can swiping? Can you show me an example? <laughs> Bro, you should see some of these crazy. You should see some of these profiles, dude. Oh, yeah. You should see. I think <sighs> the advice I gave to them is like, I, first of all, I said, well, first of all, take it seriously. And what I mean by that is try to meet people and connect with people on stuff aside from sexual attraction and physical attraction. Now, of course, those are important, but 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 what I mean is like, Sit down, have conversations with people, meet people in places where that's the type of stuff that happens. Mm. Like uh, bookstores are great or coffee shops or events where people are meeting because there's something that's there that's aside from just a music festival or whatever. Like take it seriously and have these kind of conversations with people and put it out there that that's who you're looking for and that's what you're looking for. And yes, you're going to scare away a lot of people. Like if you meet a bunch of dudes and you tell them each one of them like, oh, I'm looking for a relationship, a serious relationship with people who are growth-minded, for sure you're going to scare away a lot of guys, but that's not because you're saying the wrong thing. It's because most guys or a lot of guys are just interested in the quick, you know, sex or whatever. You want to go for an older man, you know? A more seasoned man. (laughs) Like Doug over here. (laughs) Real real forward-thinking kind of guy. I I have something that's some controversial advice in this this department. Um, I would say find somebody who reads the Bible that is not dogmatic about it. I think that the values that are that are taught in there, if somebody can take the and it's not if you there's other great books too. I think it's the greatest book, but I think 
the principles behind it, the lessons that are in it, the philosophy behind it. Uh, if you have somebody that ha- has either read that or reads through that um, and then doesn't get sucked into the dogmatic religious part about it, I think they're, you're going to get an incredibly growth-minded individual who talks about the topics that we're talking about. I think that's a, a, a decent strategy. And a lot of times people today are struggling with finding these type of people because they are swiping right, like Sal was saying, or they're going to bars or meetups or clubs and that's uh, sometimes the, the, the where those people's values are or where their mindset is currently in their life is probably not right here where you're asking the questions you're asking about honesty and growth and development and open mindedness and looking for a meaningful relationship. I have, you know, I've had a lot of relationships. I've been to a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, and I never met somebody like that at one of those places. Now, I've had cool relationships. I've had great friendships. I've had incredible weekends uh, doing this, but I've never met somebody that have these values that you're yeah, mentioning. I in got, this. Yeah, I got some advice. I think another good place you know, to kind of look for somebody that, that like embodies a lot of these characteristics would be to like volunteer somewhere, like volunteer, yes, like, yes. you know, like it, I mean, any kind of shelter, any kind of like organization that really is doing something that's, um, for humanity. And like, I mean, it's inevitable. You're going to find, you know, a guy there that's like interested in, you know, things other than himself. And I think that's a rare thing, um, to come across these days, unfortunately, but like to find somebody that's like, really thinks outside of their own needs. And uh, that's that's a characteristic that I think is a very attractive characteristic. Agreed. And I'll take it a step further and make it more general. And I think this covers what you both are saying. Meet meet people at places where they're, they're there for something that is meaningful to them. So or that, that could be or, a lot of different Or places. that aligns with your values. Right. Sure, of course. But my point is like, okay, uh, you know, you're going to meet someone at a bar. What's meaningful about that, right? We're there to have a good time, drink, get drunk, whatever. Not necessarily the best place. I like, Can you meet someone there sure. who's like all these things? You can. But let's say you go to an event where uh, we're all meeting together because we're discussing, I don't know, something you're interested in, physics or fitness or nutrition or religion or volunteering. When you meet people in these places where – people are there because they find some purpose or meaning behind what they're doing, then you're more likely to have these kind of relationships or, or conversations with people. The other thing too is I definitely know what's probably not a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea to you know, be under the influence of substances early on in a relationship or meet someone under that. Not to say that that's not a bad thing later on, but early on you, you want to meet and be able to hang out with someone and have good conversation with someone without alcohol, without weed, without distractions where you could just meet, have lunch at the park. There's nothing to do but talk. And then it's very easy to see, okay, well, we have good conversation or or we don't. We can get very deep. Are you excited to meet this person and hang out with them besides the fact that you're attracted to them? Like, you know, do you like to just hang out with them? I know, you know, with the funny thing is with when with Jessica, when I first met her, I wanted to I didn't want to have sex with her right away, although, you know, of course, eventually we did. I just wanted to talk and kiss her, which was very strange, kind of a strange feeling. Like, I knew there was something more there because it wasn't just about the physical attraction, although I did acknowledge that. It was like, whoa, I want to just hang out and talk to this person. And so I, I would say set up dates like that, too, where because then you can weed it out pretty easily. Like, you know, like I said, I have co- my younger cousins, right? They'll meet up with girls and be like, 
you know, I like hanging out with this girl, but only when we go out and party. Otherwise, I don't know what to say to her. And I'm like, well, that's definitely not somebody you're going to want to date long term. You know what's funny about this? Uh, like it, it, that Sal's it, only had three relationships? No, yeah, well, no, I'm not saying that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, th- this screams like, why don't you just call that guy you've kept in the friend zone? <laughs> you know what uh, I'm saying? Like, you've been putting him on the shelf. He's been getting no love. You've been going for all these fucking bad boys and, you know, like so there's a rugged guys and there's a great shitheads. There's a great point right there, Justin, that you just made is, you know, sometimes I think uh, both women and men, this happens, right? We're, we're, we're yeah, so we sucked into it. We're the, so the focused on on trying to find the partner that we still haven't truly figured out what's right for ourselves and the possibility that you continue to chase after your insecurities and you don't realize that. I mean, I know for many, many years, many of the women that I thought I really loved or I really liked or wanted to be with were feeding into a lot of my own insecurities. And I didn't realize that because I felt this connection and there was passion and I was attracted to, or we had fun, all these other attributes that we think are really important to having a healthy relationship. Meanwhile, I'm not realizing all the issues that I have that stem all the way back to childhood and why I find myself in these. And I've used the example with me, like, you know, I was grew up without a real good, solid father figure. And so I kind of naturally gravitated towards women that I could teach Mm -hmm. and that I could, and, and that is my own insecurity. And I didn't think it was when it was happening, but I found myself always wanting to be in charge and to be educating or helping her and and it's in, in different areas it wasn't just in health and fitness it could be in just life and business and helping them with whatever but I always were, were attracted to that and as I got older what ended up happening I got girls that challenged me more that were almost as smart as me that or you know almost as experienced as I was but I still was kind of leading all the time and I didn't really have a real relationship where it was push and pull or evenly, even, even it was always me in that role. And it took a long time for me to even see that. Cause when you're in it and when you're chasing those people, you don't realize that. So I think, you know, finding some of the the right people for you is also finding, finding out more about yourself. So you know, maybe look in a little bit too, and pay attention to what are your patterns and why do you go for those type of other guys mm. And and what's you, drawn you, you to know why and, this and is fix why, that for this is why I like yep. this is why I like some of these online uh, dating sites like uh, eHarmony or whatever because the people who go on some of these sites are looking for long term relationships. Now there's definitely sites where they're not looking for that, but there are some where that's what they're looking for. And you can start your relationship off slow through email and then phone conversation and just just take your time. Just friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Start with that. Mm-hmm. Next question is from Aragama8. Is it possible for someone to stretch too often? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, I've actually had clients who I told not to stretch ever. Now it's not super common, but like I had I had one client who she was just lax. Like mm. her she had extreme mobility mm. and range of motion. She could, you know, do the splits without even thinking about it. Her hips were super hypermobile, her shoulders were hypermobile. But she had lots of injuries and pain because she had no strength mm-hmm. and you know lots of flexibility without strength is Insta- might instability yeah. it might even be worse than having being it's, tight it's very dangerous yeah being tight might not even be as dangerous as that like that's a very bad position to be in because you're moving in these wide ranges of motion your body's kind of floppy you don't have the strength to support things and you get some you can get some major major problems i've trained a lot of yoga instructors <clears throat> 
because of this, where all they did was the yin yoga classes or, or they taught lots of yin yoga classes and they'd come to me because their hips mm-hmm. were messed up. In fact, hip injuries or hip pain common is them. a common one. With Now, with that yoga. being said, this is a lot like the first question, which, which is the under and over train, which is for the general population, most people need to be stretching more. Well, the, the right way. Right. The right way. Well, yeah, that's given, right? Yeah. Just like training the right way versus whatever. Well, you know? So the general population is is probably got a lot of tight hips from sitting in chairs all the time and not ever. Most people cannot sit down in the baby position, bottom line. So most people need more stretching in their life, like Sal saying, the right way. But then absolutely, you can be somebody who has a profession that's in the yoga world and you don't strength chain, train very much and all you do is stretch and you try and be more and more limber and you think that's ideal. But again, Well, I, I, you know why I wanted to make sure we emphasize the right way? Because when, when we say stretch, everybody thinks of static stretching. Mm-hmm. Most people, right? When I say stretch, what do you think? Right. Sit down. Throw your leg up on top of something. Yeah, and make it stretch or you know, sit down in a position where the muscle's stretching and just sit there for a little bit or go down and touch my toes type of deal. That kind of stretching is good for alleviating some pain now, but in terms of long term, if you don't combine it with some activation or some strength, it's not. It may not even benefit you. In fact, it may actually cause some problems. The way you want, you should stretch, the way most people should stretch, is get into a position where you feel like muscles are stretching. And then activate those muscles and the opposing muscles when you're in that stretch. You want to connect. Yeah, you literally like want to tense up your muscles, which seems counterproductive. Yeah, you want to connect to that range of motion because if you don't connect to it, you're just increasing range of motion where you don't have any strength and you're causing lots of problems. Um, I like dynamic stretching a little bit better. So a good example of uh, like a hamstring stretch, right? So like a static hamstring stretch would be standing with your legs apart and then just bending over and trying to touch the floor and holding that, right? Mm -hmm. A better way would be to stand still, keep your legs straight, and kind of kick it straight out in front of you. Not super hard, so don't overdo it, but kick it up enough to where you feel the hamstring stretch. Bring it back down. Do that again. Bring it back down. And do reps of that for each leg. It's much more functional. It's a much more functional way uh, to, to stretch the body. But to take it even a step further, I'll say this. Proper resistance training where you're actually challenging ranges of motion, you're moving it with proper positioning and posture, and you're doing exercises that challenge those things, you don't need to stretch at all. I mean, I, I, now, does that mean you won't benefit from extra stretching? No, you can benefit from extra stuff. But if you're the average person and you're doing resistance training properly where you're challenging ranges of motion, you're connecting to those new ranges of motion, you're not overdoing it. You're doing movements like squats and lunges and rows and deadlifts and overhead presses and all that stuff. If you do all that properly, do you, does the average person even need to make a you know have a stretching routine? Right. No, mm-hmm. it's going to give you all the the range of motion that you're going to need at all for especially for modern life. So, uh, but uh, yeah, what happens to someone when they stretch too much? Sim- similar things that would happen with people when they work out too much. You can cause muscle damage, get yourself really, really sore if you overstretch. Uh, you can change your recruitment patterns to cause problems with pain. Um, that, te- that typically happens, though, from stretching too hard and too intensely versus often, right, frequency. Just overdoing it all. In, yeah, in all, in Over, all overdoing stretching is, is more often done from the intensity of the stretch than I think it is the frequency of the stretch. I think if frequently stretching areas that you need to work on is 
probably a really good strategy. I just think, like you said, I think a lot of people- Yeah, I think it just leaves you a little more vulnerable. Like when you have to like overcome force and you don't have the ability to, you know, like support your your body in that capacity. You don't have the strength to kind of support the joints like they should, but you have the, all this range of motion to go. Uh, you know, it leaves you compromised. I well, this is this is really the magic in Prime Pro right here. I mean, this is yeah. what 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 and why we created that is to give people direction onto stretching with purpose, and that's more of like an active stretch, right? Which is more ideal, like Sal was talking about, than just doing these static holds. So, if you're somebody who is wanting to stretch correctly and you're not certain of what right. you should do, that is an incredible program to point you in the right direction of what what types of movements you should specifically be doing for your body. And I think the distinction, it's its not about getting to that range of motion. Like I think a lot of people with the static stretching, they want to get to a range of motion and then relax. And like that's, that's like the goal is to get to this. And in terms of like being able to incrementally go through that range of motion <clears throat> with the ability to get out of it with strength in each, you know, angle. So um that's that's something you need to learn i remember when the first studies came out that showed that static stretching before athletics reduced performance and increased the instance of injury yeah that was mind you need yeah blowing do you remember how mind-blowing that was to read yeah. those studies you produce a lot of force right then and then if you don't have the ability to like you know support your your joints or your body when you apply all that force Boom, injury. Dude, right. they did studies where they had like sprinters do the, all these static stretches and then go sprint. Yeah. They were slower right. and more injury. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's funny because you go to schools and this is still how people- Still happening. Still happening. Yeah. Strength I, conditioning I go, coaches, I see it all the time. I go watch like my nieces crazy. and nephews play sports and I see like how the coaches are having them warm up at the beginning. I'm like, are you kidding me? They were still, we still haven't, the science hasn't made its way down to that level yet. I mean, yeah. we're there in the professional level. Professional yeah. level, they know better and they're, they're obviously trained that way, but- Man, the young kids are still doing the old school, sit in a circle, you know, cross your legs, hang over, hold the stretch yep. for fucking 30 seconds, switch sides, hold for 30 seconds before they go play a sport. And it's like, oh my God, dude, really? No, the best, yeah. uh, the, the best time to static stretch is after a workout. If you're going to static stretch, if you just look and imp- increase range of motion, post-workout, that's when you do that kind of stretching. Next question is from Melinda Lovato. For Adam... With a future baby in mind, my boyfriend recently stopped steroids. He is currently going through withdrawal, depression, fatigue, headaches, etc. As his partner, what is the best way to support him? I know getting back into his workout routine will help, but he seems to have lost all motivation. Fuck, man. Will it eventually subside? I tell you what, um, probably one of the most challenging things I've ever gone through physically and mentally ever in my life. Um, and what, I mean, where are we at right now? Like eight months or so since, since I completely, uh, stopped all hormone therapy and, and I'm barely like really starting to feel good. Um, it was tough, man. And I tell you what, K- Katrina was a champion and I don't know if I could have done it without her because you're right. Um, he's going to be super depressed, fatigue. This is all these things too. I had depression. I had fatigue. I had headaches. I lost motivation to go lift. I, this is my, this, not only is this my profession, it's what I love to do. I love to train. And I had lost complete motivation to even get to the gym. And one of the things that helped me is I communicated to her, like how I, I recognized early on, like, wow, you know, if, if I would go squat or deadlift at least or do a big overhead prep, do a big gross motor movement, 
um, in the gym, even if it was just one thing. And I did this for a while where I had so little motivation to get a good full solid workout in that I would just go at least get five sets of squats in, you know, and just that's all I did. Like at least because what I noticed was when I did that, it would it would slightly bump my libido up and at least I had somewhat of a sex drive and I wanted to have sex with my partner or I would have a little bit more energy the next day. And so I, I luckily I connected that early on and how much that was helping me. And so I communicated that to Katrina. And so then as my partner, she was like, she would remind me every once in a while when I was like, I just don't feel like going to the gym. Well, hon, you know, remember how you felt when you, after you lifted, you know, you did feel a spike and you felt better the next day and later on that day, you know, but then at the same time too, she kept her space and and allowed me to have those days because there was plenty of times where she was trying to motivate me to go to the gym and I'm just like, I'm not feeling it today. And so, so much, I, I mean, I feel for you going through this with the partner because he 100% is not going to be the normal him that you're used to, especially if he's been taking steroids for a really long time and then is, is completely off. You have to, you get used to being a new person. Like I'm not the strong guy I was. I didn't, I didn't want to have sex all the time anymore. Like I, I didn't have high energy levels throughout the entire day. I, I felt a lot of the peaks and valleys, like you know, you just, you go from feeling superhuman to not only feeling like a normal human, but like a below normal human. And that takes a while to re- rebound from this. And so to be supportive, you know, you got to be patient. Um, and, and I don't, your guys, obviously, I don't know what the things that he's into and the things that he likes, maybe support those things and encourage that for me. And I think I shared this a couple months ago, I, because I knew that my training was shitty and I didn't feel good and I had these aspects of my life that weren't good, I found other things. And I think this was when I, I expressed that I started you know, getting back into playing basketball and snowboarding. Now, the crazy part with me was I tore my Achilles uh, during that process. So you know, maybe he has other passions. Another one that I have, I've re-found in the last year is music. Music was something that I, uh, as a kid growing up, I was very passionate about. I loved listening to music. I've always been into it. And as I've gotten older, I've just fallen off staying up and up on what's what's coming out, what's new, and into that. Well, I've recently um, kicked that back up, and it, it provides a different love for me. So maybe dive into the things that the other things that aren't related to training and that he needs a high energy level. And I don't know if he's a reader. I don't know if he's into movies. I don't know if he's into snowboarding or wakeboarding or into music and things like that. But find the things that he can maybe put his energy into or that he can do that will will give him some, some positive vibes other than you. So th- those are the things I can think of supporting and then obviously you going to the gym and encouraging him to come with you when he's up to going with you, uh, I, I would think. Would now, be. I, I don't recommend stopping steroids and doing this cold turkey thing. I, and I'll tell you why. When Back when Adam first went off uh, the anabolics, actually before this last time you went off, you had gone off before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember you were feeling like shit and you know feeling terrible. And at the time, this was early on. This was a, a while before. I had, uh, you know, I trained lots of, of doctors, lots of doctors and surgeons. And I talked to one of my doctors about it, my doctor clients. And I said, hey, my friend, is he's been on anabolics for years. And now he went off completely. And she said, don't do that. She said, that is a terrible way to stop these things. First off, it can be dangerous um, where, you go, where your body goes from having testosterone to no testosterone. It can be very unhealthy. 
And then the the withdrawal symptoms can be really, really nasty. And so my recommendation is this. If he's going to go off and, to, and he wants to, to have a baby, go to a doctor, a hormone specialist, and have them put him on a protocol. That's the best thing you could possibly do because here's the other thing. Adam, although he's gone, he went off, he also understands how to use, th- use things like HCG and how to use other means to get his testosterone. It still sucked. It was still hard. Right. But, you know, Adam no, that, understood what that, to do. That, that's a really good point. Because imagine going off and doing none of that no, shit. No, and you're right. So to back up a little bit on that, and I didn't even think about sharing that part of, of this process. Because every every year since I started HRT, so I'm 36 going on 37. I started when I was 30. So I, was be, I would be approaching seven years of consistently taking uh, hormones. Now, every year what I would do is I would completely come off to see if I could kind of naturally kick it up. And what would end up happening is I would go through all these these feelings and I'd be like, fuck this, it ain't worth it. And at that time, I wasn't even trying to have a kid. So that wasn't, it was just, I don't want to have to be taking synthetic testosterone for the rest of my life. So I, every year I would try try new things or try other ways to, to come off. And that was when I brought it. And Sal, this was a couple of years, this was just like two years ago, I think. Mm-hmm. And I told Sal, "Oh, I'm coming off, and I'm going to see if I can get, kick it off." And you, and he told me, "He's like, well, you know, how long you've been taking consistently?" I'm like, "Well, I'm on like four years now, and you know, I'm I'm going to try and cut cold turkey." And that's when he came back and said, "Dude, don't do that. Slowly wing off." And so I, what I did do, eight so eight months ago, I came off. But what everybody should know is that, you know, the six months leading up to that, so this really started last year. You know, I was, and this was last year around, I want to say around this time, actually, almost a year ago, exactly. So for about six months, I was slowly tapering down, like really. And now I never got really high. So for me, that it it didn't take as long as it might take somebody. So that all matters too, right? Like if he's been taking for longer, if he's been taking higher doses, his taper could be a lot different than mine. Now, luckily for me, you know, my therapeutic dose, I was taking 250 to 300 milligrams every 14 days or so, which is pretty low, you know, it's not, a, it's not like a lot of these bodybuilder guys or what they're taking. And so I slowly tapered, tapered down from that to where I eventually got to the point where I said, okay, I feel okay. And I'm barely taking any every two weeks. Let's go, let's, let's drop it off. And then I dropped it off. And then I ran two rounds of um, HCG, and I so I ran a four week cycle of HCG w- with Novadex and Clomid for four weeks. Then I was off of everything for a while. And then I believe it was about two or three months later I ran another cycle of HCG to try and kick up my natural testosterone. And then since then, everything I've been off. So and and again, we, I shared my test from Everlywell. You can see that I'm still on the low end of normal testosterone, but at least I'm actually producing enough that I've got a libido back. I mean, I'm, I have a pretty healthy sex life right now, which to me that's the easiest way for me to gauge. As I noticed that, and then my energy and strength in the gym is is getting back to close to normal. So yeah, because if you go to a hormone specialist and let them know, be honest with them with what you did, they'll put you on a protocol that exists and this protocol exists for men who don't produce lots of uh, testosterone and it usually includes a cycle of hcg which what hcg does is it mimics luteinizing hormone and it tells your body to produce more testosterone now it's not a guarantee that it's going to work long term but while you're on it your body definitely produces more testosterone so i would say go to a hormone therapist 
and do it like that because cold turkey- Oh, 100%. Well, none of us are a doctor, so I think that's no. very, very important yes. and responsible to say like- Yeah, because even the way you did it with your experience, like if you went to a hormone therapist, what they would do is they would test you along the way. They would test things like prolactin. They'd test your estrogen levels. They would test all these different things to see if the protocol is on the right track because going cold turkey, whew, that is a, that's a tough, tough yeah, position to be shot. in. And, and it might even take him longer to recover- uh, if he does it that way versus if he goes and sees a hormone specialist who actually deals with this on a regular basis and has some medical tools that may assist his body in bringing back, you know, I, testosterone. I do want to plug one of our sponsors too because, you know, and I'm not, I mean, anybody who's listened to the show long enough know that I'm not a big pseudoscience guy and I was really, really hesitant to do this. Um, but I remember I finally did, and I said, okay, I'm going to take the Juve Light home, and I'm actually going to apply this. And what did it, and shout out to Metabolic Mike, who's a friend of ours and a real smart guy, and he did this protocol himself where he actually got tested, got his testosterone tested. Um, I want to say, and he shared this with me, so I actually saw a screenshot of it, um, and he was at like 400 and something free test, and he boosted his his natural testosterone levels to like 760, somewhere around there, give or take. And I mean, I thought that was so unbelievable. And the protocol that he followed, he was he was doing it every other day for 15 to 20 minutes and like literally standing right in front of the, the juve light naked balls, a couple inches away from the juve light and for 15 to 20 minutes, uh, you know, every other day. And he did that. I want to say it was either for six or eight weeks. And that's what he saw. And that test that he shared with me privately is what really sent me on this, okay, let's see if this fucking red light will really... Because before that, I was kind of like eh, sporadically using it, but I wasn't really applying it and being consistent with everything else I was doing. And I did, and I have to say that, you know, I do feel really good, you know? So that was something that I was a, I was not a big believer on. If you can afford the Juve Light, um, I know they're not... It's not a cheap thing. You, I know you can go places and go try it, but I know if you were to go appointments three times four times a week it would cost mm -hmm. you way more money You'd be way better off just buying one of their units so um i would recommend them excellent hey check it out we have a bunch of guides they're all free guides that can help you train your arms your legs your calves your core teach you how to do hit training properly just go to mindpumpfree.com and download one of them or download all of them thank you for listening to mind pump if your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now, plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump. <laughs>